And, oh no, Rach is there. <laughs> and Chantel, for some reason, has blown up super big. Um, nice. So, <laughs> uh, Chantel is bigger, bigger than life. Now Rachel has shrunk. Okay, so this is off to a great start. Hello, everyone. Um, if you're watching for some bizarre reason, can you please let me know and let me know whether you can hear us? Um, but we are live now with something that I've been wanting to do for a while um, to get a bunch of people, a bunch of queens together to pick their brains, because I think in this case, um, three voices or four voices are better than one. But um, whilst I fiddle with the stream and make sure it is working, I'm going to get you guys to introduce yourself by saying your name. It would be a good start. You can say a title if you want to. And then maybe if you relate the story of how you and I first met, that might make for an interesting story. Um, and Toast Girl is I love looking. That all of us just looked up, like. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Toast Girl is suddenly looking up, going, oh, "Hang on, how? Okay, so put. I don't remember. Put your hand. <laughs> put your hand up if you know the story of how you and I first met. All right, Ruby, can you please go first? <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Ruby Adamson, and I'm Miss Australia International 2019, and. Adrian and I's first meeting was at the Continents pageant and I was the headshot photographer and while I was waiting for the girls because uh, they were in makeup and hair and was taking a little bit of time but while I was waiting for them we started talking uh, and as I do I go into my nerd phase where I talk about games and Adrian was like oh my god a nerd wow so that's basically where our friendship started. A fellow, a fellow yeah. nerd, because That's of cute. course, there's nothing stereotypical <laughs> about an Asian being a nerd, is there? I mean, all I need is the glasses, <laughs> which I would have, except I had LASIK surgery. Okay, so yeah, Ruby, um, apart from being a queen, is also a photographer. And interesting fact, when she goes into photography mode, she goes completely photography. There's no makeup face or anything. Yeah, pretty much. It's just I'm here to do a job and it's not about me, so... Uh, oh, and Ruby, what, what is the name of your um, photography business? My photography and digital graphics design business is Little Sunshine Imagery. So if you need graphics designed because you are technologically illiterate and incapable, okay, we have, have we well, two customers already. <laughs> I don't believe either of you two, by the way, because... Chantel has a distinction of having her entire house wired up with Google. So if you ever send her a voice message saying... <laughs> don't, don't do it, don't do it. But Chantel didn't have a voice this week and I sent her some voice messages jokingly thinking that it might be able to activate Google and it actually worked. Which was life-saving at the time but now scary, so... Don't do it. <laughs> and then I sent her one to turn them off and she played them and it turned it off. So then she went back up to the original one to turn it back on, which was hilarious. And <laughs> Rachel just said to stop because she was dying. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of Rachel, who forever shall be known as Toast Girl. Yes, Queen. So, yes, Queen. <laughs> Rachel, your name, which shouldn't be too difficult given that I've used it several times. Your title, if you wish, yes. and then how you and I first met. Okay, so my name's Rachel Gallagher. I'm Miss Australia Regency International 2019. 
And Adrian, did I meet you first face to face at Continents as well? Yeah, I think so. Like in the lobby. And I think we just had some sort of weird conversation. And then I walked away, which is standard for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. There's another option. I thought weird was the only option. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, it is the only option. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) I I remember I kept making fun of you because of the way you stood, because your feet are always, being the dancer that you are, your feet are always like this. They're always crossed like this. Yeah, it's weird. So if you you imagine a licorice twist, you guys watching at home, and, you know, it goes round and around and around and around. That's how Rachel's legs go. They go round and around and around and around. (laughs) True, true. Okay, and then our special guest, whose webcam is the clearest, whose house is the smartest, and given the lighting, crown is the sparkliest, Chantel O'Donoghue, can you go? Go, go, go. Uh, Cool. I am currently your reigning Miss Charity Australia, Um, and I believe that... I know that we first started talking through... um, one of my continent friends, Louise, but did we actually meet at continent? Or we met before that, right? Yes, there's a photo of us at continents. So we definitely met at continents. Yes. I know that we met at continents, but did we meet before that? I don't think so. I know we spoke, but I wasn't (laughs) sure if we met yet. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, let's all go with continents then. (laughs) And we got a photo together and it was amazing and it's a cherished memory of mine. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> you know you're on a pageant podcast when you say something nice and everyone sing- simultaneously goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a few people. Oh, okay, so Tammy, oh, Catherine Adamson, who is probably Ruby <coughs> Adamson's mum, has said hello, queens and king. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to take this seriously. (laughs) So, hello, Queens and King. Tammy Lynette has said amazing photographer at that, which I'm imagining is Ruby. It's certainly not myself. Um, We look like we've got Emily Egan and Linda May, who joined us on our gaming podcast on a couple of times. She has said, hi, beautiful people. Hello, Linda. Uh, Oh, hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi. Okay. And Catherine. And Tammy. (laughs) And everyone. And everyone watching. (laughs) Catherine has said, I do kind of remember you both meeting at Continents, Chantel. This is worrying when someone, when a third party remembers how two people met better than either of the other two parties. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. Um, But we are going to get going here. And as I said, the reason I wanted to do this was to get people together to talk about patentry issues because I've obviously, I'm up to interview 42 now. So at 7 p.m. today, that'll be number 43. Um, But interviewing obviously one queen at a time is great. You get to hear about their stories. But I think what's kind of missing is getting queens together to have a discussion. Like we did, um, if you... If anyone saw the podcast that we did where we had Sarah Copeland, who has since become a queen... Um, and our dear friend Maddie May, who is always, always has been and always will be a queen. Um, but that was our first one, but that was in person. And we decided it would be easier to go uh, online so we don't need to actually get together. And Ruby and Catherine live in the middle of nowhere. I know because I've been there several times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
And this way we'd be able to take your questions. But what I thought we'd do is each week discuss an issue to do with pageantry. Um, and each week we'd have a special guest on just so we can rotate so that Rachel and Ruby don't get sick of one another and don't get sick of me. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. I never get sick of you guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. It's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. Um, so... I'm, so the topic loosely for this week is transparency, which was relayed to me. I'll, I'll fill the, um, I'll fill Rachel Ruby and Chantel in. But before actually, um, before I do that, because Rachel, myself and Ruby are going to be the sort of the, the, the hosts, so to speak, Ruby thought we should call this the Ra podcast. R A R. It's either, uh, either going to be R A R or it's going to be R. As in A R R, and we can be pirates. <laughs> so, if you if you have any preferences, whether we should call ourselves the Ra Podcast or the R Podcast, then you can let us know in the comments. Um, yeah, this is going well. Okay, so transparency. I'll fill you on the story, and you guys can chip in. So, there was a pageant that was recently held. Um, the girls entered in good faith and they didn't find out until national finals after many, many months of hard work that they never actually had a chance because they had competed in another system. Now, certain systems seemed to count and certain systems did not seem to count. And after that, one of the mothers of one of the girls told me that we needed to have a discussion on transparency which I guess we can look at at multiple angles. If you want to look at it from the scoring system or whether you want to look at simple something as simple as, well, if you've been in another system, we're not going to let you win. Um, but I guess opening thoughts, let me throw it over to you guys. Who wants to go first? Who has some opinions about transparency? I think transparency is crucial. I think that you absolutely need to be as transparent with people as possible. Otherwise, you're basically ripping them off. Sorry, just being blunt. <laughs> See, that, that's, that's what I... It's appreciated. I agree. I, I, Sorry. No, no need to apologise. I like that because what I, over the last couple of weeks since I've sort of been speaking out about issues, I cannot tell you how many queens have been messaging me privately, thanking me for doing what I'm doing because they can't do it publicly. I got I got one today from a queen who went international um, and she fled the pageant scene because she had such a horrible time of it. It's really sad that we lost her, actually. Um, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to get people together is to air some issues. Um, obviously, I can say things that probably none of you three would want to or should. But that's my prerogative as the only person without crown on head. Um, but Chantel has started off by saying it's crucial, otherwise you're pe ripping people off. Rach, what do you think? I think, like, coming from, like, a business perspective, because pageants are businesses, mm. you know, people make money off of them, um, people go in them for different reasons, like self-development, professional development, personal development-wise. If you're going to run a pageant, people need to know what's involved and they also need to know what the expectations are mm. and what the expectations of the directors are. 100%. And the pocket rocket? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay there, Ruby? Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
wait, okay, wait. Did you just say my name then? Or yeah, okay. no, no. I... Sorry, I was like, are we doing like a suspenseful like, yeah, claps all around? <laughs> like, okay. So, <laughs> in that particular case, uh, where obviously someone has gone into mm. a system and only have realised they don't have a chance coming up to the national final because they've been in another was, system, I think that's it was actually just... in the international Gosh. final. It was on day three of yeah. the national final. <laughs> Oh, well, I think the whole thing is if this person is going to be the best person for the mm. job, then it doesn't matter what system they've been a part of. It doesn't uh, really matter like, about their past, obviously, depending if it's inappropriate, then yes, that's something you should look into. But especially in the pageant scene, if this person is the best person for the job, then they deserve to win on the night. It shouldn't come down to the fact that they've entered a pageant beforehand that someone, that director didn't like because mm. that doesn't dictate who that person, who that girl is. I know um, when we were actually together on the last group podcast that, Ruby, you spoke about, I can't remember what the question was, but you said you would like to see basically that the girl who worked the hardest won or ba at least got recognition yes. for that. So I'm assuming that's what you stand by. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so many times where a girl will win a title and then that's it. You don't see anything from her because the title was the only thing that actually meant anything to her. It's not the journey or the job that she was after. So I think it's really important that we go for the girl that does work hard and who is willing to show that through her reign and after. Mm. Um, well, so Shirley Hall has said, you guys make me miss pageantry. Um, I don't know Shirley. <laughs> who, does anyone know Shirley? Okay. Over here. I don't know. Maybe. I've, I think I've heard the name before, but I don't know you, Shirley. Hi. Well, now, now you do, virtually. Um, now but you. Sort of. Let's hone in on this whole people winning titles and then doing nothing with them because someone else posted that as well. <laughs> can we just discuss what can we do to make sure that the queen to actually deserve the title most win it? And when I say most, I'm biased. So I'm going to say the queen that will actually, for the whole year of her reign, treat that reign as a job as the title as a job and go and keep doing things and not just stop maybe she goes internationally then she comes back and you know we look at their social feed after the pageant's over and it goes from all pageant and service photos to bikini 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 or glam shot and there's nothing mentioned about the title afterwards what do you guys think that we can actually do about that or what directors could do about that I reckon that when you win, um, even when you're in the pageant, you should really have a plan for what you want to do mm. and that's why you should be picked. I think that you should be able to present a plan for what you would do for that year, even if it's just some ideas or something like that and your director really should be working with you in order to execute that plan in the best way possible. That's a really good idea. I don't think I've ever heard that idea before. I, I totally agree, but I don't know if all directors are up for that job if i again yeah. being brutally honest i'm sorry i'm guess i'm going to be that person today oh no 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 I, I i've been that i've been that person for the last two weeks <laughs> oh yeah actually now saying that you're the reason that i copped it for the last two weeks that's right <laughs> yeah i started that all because i voiced my opinion but that's okay today let's just let it all out um, but yeah, I don't think that all directors are up mm. for that. And I don't think that all directors are actually wanting, 
um, a queen that that wants to do more. Then what do you they know, want? I, That's the question. What do they want from someone right. winning a pageant? Like... <laughs> well, I mean, the whole thing is. But how many? How many oh. do you kind of know off the top of your head? And you're kind of like, like you haven't heard the director speak to their queens. Oh, yeah. You haven't heard them like no. nurture them in any way. You know what I mean? Like this is this should be a partnership mm. between the pageant system and the queen and they should be working together for a greater goal that's what it should be at the end of the day and if it's not what it is then they should say that too just as you said let's be transparent okay so 100 percent agree with that um and some directors obviously they just want the biggest shiniest event have the most people maybe make a (laughs) buttload of money and then that's all they want if if we exclude those people for a second, because obviously there are directors who want more than that, is there anything that those directors can do? Because I've actually been asked this by a director of a pageant in the UK. What do you think the directors can do to ensure that they get a queen who actually is going to be legit for the 12 months of her reign? Well, the biggest problem with that is obviously some of you girls may know, but when you win, you sign a contract and that contract will state how many appearances they'd like you to do, how many events they'd like you to put on. And a lot of the time, girls don't do that, but they still get to come back and experience that handover to the fullest. So the biggest thing I think it comes down to is you just really need to research the contestants coming through. Are they working for a goal before they enter the pageant? If they are, then they're not going to be in, I'm only going to do this so I win. They're going to do it because they want to. And if they win, then that is just a uniform for them to promote their platforms on a, on a bigger scale. I totally agree. I think it basically comes down to, at the end of the day, the directors basically end up having to put in a similar amount of work to the Queen just to keep up with all the work that the Queen should be doing, right? Mm. Yes. I mean, I interviewed... Like, that is that is a job in itself, being a director. Let's yes. Be. Absolutely. I mean, I interviewed yeah. Maria Torres, who's the international, as Ruby would know, the international director of Galaxy, and... She's pretty awesome. She, yeah. Just putting I mean, look, but <laughs> yeah. the interview with her is the reason I've basically made this week for myself Galaxy Week. I have seven interviews, eight interviews scheduled this week, all with Galaxy Girls, because Maria was just so authentic i'm not saying she's perfect by any stretch of the imagination but i think during my interview just that quintessential moment when she holds up her hands and goes it's just a pageant people i just thought you know (laughs) coming from a director i think that's something that you know amen we all needed to kind of hear yeah but um she was saying that the issue is that sometimes you're judged by a panel of judges who only get to see you for not even three minutes like the interview is what three minutes four minutes and they're supposed to judge yeah. you on that. But I was thinking surely someone should go and look at the contestant's social profile for the last at least six months, 12 months to see, okay, have you mentioned charity anywhere? Or have you mentioned a cause that you're passionate about anywhere? Or is it legitimately just party pick, bikini pick, boat pick, party pick? Mm-hmm. Because surely if someone's posting like that all the time, if, you, if they become your queen, they're not just suddenly going to change overnight. And if they do, I mean, like, can you really trust that? 
<clears throat> no, it's disingenuous if you win something and then all of a sudden you just become, you know, yeah. what you want that what that system wants you to be. Like that's not you. Mm. So you should be making sure that whoever gets whatever title is that they're a genuine person who is actually interested in the cause that mm. the pageant is promoting. Mm. To check out what kind of person they were before they entered. Yes. Like, yes. That gives you a really good indication of what the person's like because as we all know, people can change for the six months leading up to a pageant oh, yeah. and make their profile look like they are the superest, most amazing superest. queen, potential person. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, no. Superest. Oh, sorry. It's like, okay, Google, help me with my grammar. Um, j just, just while we're laughing at, at that, uh, I'll go to the comments. So Tammy has uh, Catherine. No. Okay. Let me go back. Sherry Lee Hall has said, former Miss Newcastle 2018 and Miss Australia Global International. Actually, Sherry, that does ring a bell. Um, Catherine has said, no apologies are needed when you speak the truth. So, Chantel, that's directed at you. Tammy has said, I think directors could look into contestant service before pageant and research their media pages. Exactly. To get a feel for how they would promote pageantry. So, that's yeah. what we said. I will say, I, Sherry Lee has also said, I will say I did waste, in inverted commas, as some would call it, my year of those titles because I fell pregnant. Um, so I will always put in effort when I win one my time. I think in, in the scheme Yeah, of, but that's kind of fair. We are women and that's yeah. going to happen and you move on with life. Yeah. That's totally <laughs> fine. I, I don't think any of us are going to say that we have a problem with you becoming pregnant and then making that <laughs> child a priority. I don't think we're going that far. Uh, in fact, that might be the right thing to do. I, I, I agree. I agree. Family first. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, we're all praising you for that. Well done. Okay, so Tammy has said well-written contracts. Yes, so Tammy is all for well-written contracts. Catherine has also said choose the right queens. If girls win and do nothing, then maybe the director should have a say in who wins. Okay, let, let's go to that one. That's an interesting one. Because um, I, I put something up about saying, because I actually think if the director knows most about the girls, I think a director really should have a say, especially if the director knows this girl and been following them for a year or so. So what do you guys think in terms of directors having a say as to who wins? And just to give you context, I believe in some pageants, the director has no say and it's completely up to the judges. Mm. I can see a lot of nodding. Yeah. So what do you think about the directors having a say? <laughs> I think it's a, it can be a good thing and a bad thing. It depends on the director, I guess, and also the system and the judges and the whole experience, I guess. But if they, if there's an issue about favoritism, then they can be called up on mm. that. And that's not something that you want as a judge, uh, as a, sorry, as a director, because it kind of puts your system in a bad light um, if you're accused of favoritism. And once that accusation is out there, it's very difficult mm. to um, negate that sort of reputation. That's very true. But again, the most deserving girl should win. And if that's already the director's favourite, then why should we take away from that girl? You know what I mean? Like that, I think it's 100% down to the person individually. And yeah. I yeah. Think it's, um, so you go, Ruby. Okay. So the, the thing there is you will meet some beautiful directors. And obviously, some of them, obviously, they do pick who mm. has that chance to be queen, and a lot of time it's up to the judges. But 
For me personally, there are directors out there that are biased and you need a director who is not going to be biased. Mm. I know for me, every time I judge, they'll be friends in the competition, but mm. I'm I'm as basically strict and I don't know, I've forgotten what the exact word is, but... Unbiased, neutral. <laughs> yes, it's one yeah. of those words out there. But the whole thing is I pick the girl who is the best. I look at exactly. profiles, I see what they've done. And I think it also, you know, the queens should really get involved with that whole looking what the girls are doing leading up and referring that back to the director because mm. it is your job as a queen mm. to look out for who's going to be your successor. Yeah, um, Chantelle and I judged a pageant, like a glitz pageant, mm. a few mm. months ago. And, yeah, we did because pageantry is so small in Australia. Everybody knows everyone. You're going to know someone who's competing. So yeah. we knew um, two of the girls that did win. And the reason that they won was because they were extremely polished and they were very, very good. And mm. we gave them fair scores for what they worked for because yeah. I think that's a shared value between me and you, Chantelle, that yeah. we give people, you know, credit for what they work for. Yeah. I, yes. I'd assume yeah. that's a shared, credit, shared thing between all four of us, especially given what Ruby just yeah. said. Mm. Um, but, I, I mean, the other flip side to this is that I've been on judging panels as well, and sometimes those those judges use it as an ego trip, and it is ridiculous. Mm. The yeah. things that I've heard on judging panels saying, oh, this girl was, insert four-letter word here, and then, oh, I'm just going to give her a zero. And I'm like, mm. what? But the thing wow. is, they similar to That's social cool. media, they hide behind anonymity because no, that girl will never know who gave her a zero. I think she'll see the total score. So obviously it'll be lower, mm. yeah. but they won't know who gave her a zero. So now here's to put you guys on the spot. What would you think in terms of transparency if the scores from each individual judge were made available to a contestant if she asks for it, what would you guys, how would you guys feel about that? From outside pageantry, I think that's a good thing, but then probably are considerations that I'm not thinking of. So what do you guys think? With dancing, for example, I know that it's not pageantry, but, you know, it's a competitive sport, mm. you know. I'm sure that you could say that pageantry in some ways is a competitive mm. sport. I don't know, but, yeah, yeah so... You want to know where you stand in in the rankings of things. Otherwise, mm. what's mm. really the point? How do you know what to improve on if mm. you don't get the scores? Also, I've gotten scores back from pageants that I've been in. And I go, oh yes, well I need to work on this section, this section, and this section. And in the next pageant, it was much better in the scores. Yeah. But it's hard to know where you stand if you aren't told what ranking that you get in comparison to the other people as well. So in yeah. dancing, you actually do have the choice after the whole competition is over and everything's been judged, you can actually go and pick up for like $2 or something like that the entire score list of everyone in your section. It's really, really useful. Yeah. I mean, as... Yeah, that, that would be useful. I, I would want that, just speaking for myself, because if I've invested, let's say, six months of my time into something, I would want to know where I can improve. Exactly. So, Chantel and Ruby, what do you think about the whole ultra-transparent thing? Is it too far, or what do you think? I think you need to be transparent to be fair. Mm. To keep the system above board, mm. to keep it like, 
legitimate. You you kind of need to be as transparent as possible. Like you, that's I think that that was a great idea, Rachel, being able to have all of the scoring. Because even when you're seeing the other girls on stage, you know when they're like smashing it and you see these amazing moves. Wow, I wonder what kind of score <laughs> that ends up with because she nailed that. You know what I mean? Yes. And so you kind of can compare your score to that so you can see how yeah. far below you were and how mm. much you can make up to get back to that level or exactly. whatnot. I no, think I, they need to be as transparent mm. as possible. I completely agree with the scoring there. I think you should be able, especially with us, we just came back from internationals. I received my scores back, but it was just a number. There's no feedback, which I very much appreciate. Uh, And I would obviously like to see where I actually placed because a lot of the time you have people that come up after the show and they're like, oh, I I thought Mm. you did really well. I don't know how you got in there. Or people are like, oh, I really didn't like Mm. it. So It'd be interesting to actually see where you placed and the feedback as well to see what you need to improve on. I think it's super important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like um, we're, we're kind of in agreement there, um, which is surprising because I actually thought that my idea was probably a step too far. But I, I did um, in my interview today with um, uh, Tiana Meehan, she did say for, she's going through, she's in year 11 now. And she said one of the things that makes school very stressful is getting those placements to see basically how well you did or, you know, if you get a bad mark, the label sometimes is you're dumb. Um, But, I mean, she's a tough cook. She does a lot of dance as well, Rachel. And there were a lot of parallels between competitive dancing and pageantry. But I tend to look at this as though I think if you – I think it's better that you learn to deal with some hard truths and get those objective marks then people make the argument, oh, but then some people will feel bad about themselves because they got a bad mark. I mean, if for me, because I kind of come from the tough love background, if I was bad, objectively, I really want to know. I don't want someone telling me I did really well when I did really badly. And then I go, what? what? Yeah. You told me I did yeah. well and I, I came last. So what's going on? I mean, what do you guys? Like, clearly I didn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think we have maybe it's because it's pageantry we're talking about and people think girls are fragile and can't deal with the truth, which is absolutely just BS. Let's call it what it is. Because it's sent by the sounds of it, you guys all sound like you'd like to know the objective, like how well you did. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Give me the brutal, honest truth, please. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't handle the truth, then you're in the wrong background yeah. i'm sorry yeah and yeah. the thing is as well like a lot of people from pageantry they go into modeling they go into acting they go into lots of different mm. types of entertainment industry and the entertainment industry is brutal mm. like is. you're gonna oh, yeah. get feedback whether you want it or not <laughs> so you better practice now getting a little bit of feedback because at the end of the day if you walk into an audition and someone doesn't want to see they'll just be like next bye and they won't tell you why yeah mm. and yeah. good luck kicking up a stink and if you can't handle pageantry feedback which is the world where we try to welcome everybody, <laughs> then how are you going to handle feedback in the real world? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm just cognizant of the time because I know that Toast Girl has... Um, Toast Girl, where do you actually have to go? You've you got a dance rehearsal, don't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm performing on Sunday and um, that'll be really fun. So, yeah, I've got a rehearsal for that. And Rachel is an Irish okay. dancer. 
in case those of you were yeah. wondering. Let me just quickly go through the comments yeah. to make sure everyone feels like they've been heard. So Lisa Bennett, who's over in Perth, sometimes life gets in the way, so that's okay. It's a one to sit around and do nothing. So that's going back to Queens who win the title and do nothing, which I absolutely agree with. Yeah. Anthe Gionopoulou has said, if it was a tight on scoring, directors should be able to have a say. Okay, so almost like the director should be a tiebreaker sort of thing, which is mm. interesting. Oh, yeah, that kind of makes mm. sense. Yeah. Okay. No, I okay. Catherine has said scores and feedback. Most of the scores we have gotten back are just scores, but feedback is paramount, not just the scores, which, again, exactly. absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, Killaney Buswell has said, I personally think it could create a negative vibe towards a judge who scored the contestant low. Yes. So that is... Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I, I'm just going to preface this by but, saying just because of the last two weeks, I've made a decision in my head that the contestant's um, well-being comes first, which means it inherently comes above the well-being of the director and the judges and sponsors. And judges. So that's the only reason I would actually say I don't worry so much about the judge in that case. Um, I would value more the contestant's well-being, which if they're giving objective feedback to improve, I would value that above the judges. I'm not saying I want the judge to cop hate, hate mm. by any sense, but I think pageantry needs to realize the contestants' well-being comes first. Full stop. Before everything else, yeah. As I mean, a judge, constructive oh, criticism though, it can't yeah. be just like an attack on the person. Of it needs oh. to be constructive <laughs> yeah. criticism that they can work on. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, and that's uh, even more of a reason why we should get our scores back because I think the girls definitely, you know, if someone says just really harshly something really mm. quite mean for feedback, yep. then the girl should be able to say, look, I don't think this is a good judge exactly. to have on the panel for next year. And refer that on to the director. And as a judge, you um, as a judge, you kind of accept that responsibility of, you know, you're going to make a decision and even just in general life, not everyone's going to agree with the decisions exactly. that you make. So when you give someone a score, you better have a good reason for giving them that oh, score. Yeah. And especially yeah. if you know that the scores are going to go out to the girls and mm. if you were to write something mean, it's like, what are you doing with your life? Like, honestly. That, that's yeah. actually the exact thought I had. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like, wh why are you doing this? Um, you should never be a judge. You should never <laughs> judge anyone for the rest of your life except yourself. Um, I'm just going to yeah. quickly go through these comments. <laughs> Linda has said, I've received my scores and judges' um, comments in the system. I've competed in as well as feedback. The judges' details weren't provided, but it definitely helps with improving. Emily Egan, who's yeah. in the ACT and I think just entered Galaxy again for this year, Hi, Queens and Adrian. It's always Queens and then me. <laughs> anyway. Aww, Adrian and Queens. Well, better than just going, hi, Queens, I guess. We need to get Adrian a pair of those qu uh, crown headphones Aww. so he can finally be a queen. We just buy him a crown. No, no. no. We need to get him like a Charlie's Angels t-shirt but change it to Adrian's Queens and put crowns on all the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a great idea or a horrific those, idea. Um, anyway, get back on the topic. <laughs> Emily has said, great discussion so far, awesome points. I would definitely love to see feedback become more common, even if we can't get scores due to privacy mm -hmm. reasons. Um, some systems do it already, absolutely. I think it would also really help with return rates. That's interesting because I think return rates speak oh, a lot mm. about how good a pageant is because if none of your contestants are coming back year after year, I think that says a lot. Um, Kailani Baswa said, unfortunately, a judge's opinion is biased because their definition of beauty is based on their thoughts and idea of a queen. Different judges, different day. That 
I guess, yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's an issue with no one's being completely objective. But I think Rachel actually asked Maria during my interview with her how she actually picked the judges. And Maria gave an interview, which uh, gave an answer, which I really mm. like, which is she gets her judges from inside pageantry and outside pageantry to deflect okay. part of that. So absolutely, you can't ever be completely objective. But having a cross-section no. of judges from inside and outside pageantry, I think, minimizes that. But that's a valid concern. And, um, yeah. okay, Tammy has said, I may be harsh, but if you can't handle the positive criticism, then first don't enter a competition. Second makes me wonder how you will yep. handle the positive following that can come as well without it going to your head. So that's, mm. okay. So it's not just us mm. who are saying this. It's the flip side, you know? yeah. yeah. So any director who's going to say girls can't handle the criticism, well, apparently they think differently, just so you know. They can. <laughs> I, I think criticism is great. Like as long as it's not harsh and not hating you. I mean, we want feedback, right? I won't even call oh, yeah. it criticism. And last one, because otherwise I'll never be able to let you guys go. Jen Louise has said, my first pageant was continents. I got good and bad feedback. Feedback helped me improve, which helped mm. me win my second pageant. Scores and feedback are so, so important. Good. I got a low score for Yay. evening section at continents, which if I didn't get their feedback, I wouldn't have pushed myself to improve on my technique for the next pageant. Exactly. So exactly. I, I think there, I know there might be a- Good on you, girl. I think there might be a degree of echo chamber. These might be all our people anyway, but obviously there is a body of people who value the feedback and would like to see yeah. transparency become, let's just say, a thing. It, 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 a norm. Yeah. yeah, a norm rather than something yeah. that we have to ask for. A requirement. Yes. Okay. Now, <laughs> I wanted to keep this 80% silly banter and 20% serious. I think today we've covered quite a lot of serious stuff. Um, which which is fine. Sorry. Stop apologising. So <laughs> Ruby, you you went there the um, the other day. So it was Rachel's birthday um, about a week ago, and Rach and Chantel and I went to Pancakes on the Rocks, the twenty four hours place, and Chantel was sick as a dog. She subsequently lost her voice. So was I. Yeah, but Chantel yeah. coughs basically coughs up a lung, <laughs> right at the pancakes table. <laughs> and then she turns to Rachel, holds her hand, and goes, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I've, I've never seen anyone basically. It was the worst cough. Like literally, lung comes up, and then Chantel goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry." <laughs> Like you're in a hospital, okay? I'm just saying, like, you're a hospital and you're, like, on your deathbed, you're like, I'm sorry for dying. I'm like, so come sorry. On, like, Chantel, I seriously, Chantel Wood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got onto that, but that was hilarious. Um, so what, what we'll do to keep it tight and on time so Irish dancer can go Irish dance, um, why don't you guys just fill us in with what you've got planned maybe for the rest of of this week or just any any shout outs you want to give to yourself in terms of social media any projects you have etc etc so closing thoughts and why don't we start with the guest first so Chantel closing thoughts um just want to give a shout out to IDX we are heading I work for a company called IDX and we go into indigenous communities and teach uh, coding and robotics and cool stuff and we're heading on a huge drive out to Lake Macquarie tomorrow so just if anybody's in the area Come and learn some cool stuff. 
And Chantel is a gadget queen. She's basically the female equivalent of Tony Stark. So I'm hugely jealous. I still have not seen your $35,000 smart board. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I haven't seen it yet. I'm just dropping the really I do love hint. my gadget life. I'm slowly going to bring Adrian in. Do you don't need to bring me in. I told you. I didn't know you were a gadget person. I thought you. I knew you were working with indigenous communities. I had no idea what's with all these amazing gadgets. So... Anyway, um, yeah, Miss AU Intel 2019, you're up. Yay, that's me. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the okay. awkward silence. So a few things that I have in this brain of mine that we have to get out into the world is I want to do a professional video, promotional video for the UR campaign, which I will be in contact with Adrian and Rachel and Chantelle and pretty much every pageant girl ever mm-hmm. to do. Uh, we have the Australian Golden Sash Awards coming up, mm-hmm. which Chantelle was nominated, as was I, and a few of my lovely queenies, unfortunately. You were nominated twice, which i got to say is really selfish of you. <laughs> so oh. I'm joking, <laughs> by the way. Before anyone jumps and goes, oh, my God, you're such a horrible person because that's what my life has been the last two weeks. That was a joke. <laughs> Ruby, sorry, continue. <laughs> but that's that's something I'm looking forward to and just catching up with everyone's going to be awesome. I'm there for the photo opportunities, not really anything else, to be honest. Uh, and another thing that I am also looking into is actually providing mentor, mentoring and coaching, uh, especially for the girls coming through to our system. But anyone who would like any coaching at all, I'd be happy to help out where I can. That, oh, that, that is uh... exciting news. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely let me know more about that. And that video, yes, absolutely, let's do that. I've got my lip-syncing videos still to do, but I'll do that when I don't have eight Galaxy yeah. interviews to do. Um, Toast Girl? <laughs> oh, yes, me. That's me. People don't know the joke behind Toast Girl, though. I don't know if we should say it. Anyway. I can put the video <laughs> up. We're going to keep it secret. No, don't. We're not putting the video up. Go away. Oh, gosh. The sad thing, Rach, that's not actually the worst video I have of you anymore. No. (laughs) Help a dance. No. Yes, I love that. You're hurting my face. I'm sorry. (laughs) Rach, so closing thoughts for you, Rach. Oh. Closing thoughts. Closing okay, so yes, closing remarks. Um, yeah, I reckon transparency is something definitely needs to be worked on. Um, I'm all here for having the scores and everything. I think that'd be super useful, especially for me, like as someone who is new to pageantry. I've only been doing it for about nine mm. months, and there's lots of things that I want to work on, and I want to be told what I need to do in order to get better because I don't want to just stay in pageantry. I want to like make it bigger and everything like that and do lots of different things and branch out. Um, What am I doing for the rest of this week? So I've got on Sunday, I'll be dancing at the Sydney Folk Festival um, with a couple of friends of mine and um, they're all Irish musicians, which is going to be heaps of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be um, at the City Tattersalls Club in um, the city. So if you're interested in maybe having a little bit of a look at that, you can definitely come Will there be Guinness there? I don't know. I'm sure there will be. (laughs) Really, Adrian? Really? Yes, really. (laughs) He's obsessed. 
after the Rosa Tralee. <laughs> and while you're in the area, head down to the domain because I'll be volunteering with the Cancer Council on Sunday and we are setting up um, the Field of Hope with a whole bunch of daffodils. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Chantel, just... Well, come on down then. Just, yeah. just before we hang up, so two things. First off, Ruby, your mum has said you're getting darker and darker. She's not referring to your tan, but you have gone very... <laughs> The lighting. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I know, the lighting. Next time, it's a learning process, guys. Yeah. Girl, you need to go to Kmart. They sell these $20 ring lights. That's what I'm using right now. It works really it does. well. Okay. It does work really yes. well. And Chantel, just quickly. I'm using $15 lamps from Kmart also. Chantel, your, your setup <laughs> yes, looks Kmart absolutely queens. awesome. But Chantel, your, your health news, that you is that that's public knowledge, right? Uh, so I actually haven't... Um, Spoken okay. about it with my Don't worry about yet. it then. But yeah. yeah. But we're free guys. We're good. Yeah. So that <laughs> yes, we won. That was yes. the best best news that I've had the last two weeks. So I'm gonna let everyone yeah. go. Thank you for watching our first podcast or listening back to it if you're actually listening to it as a podcast. <laughs> I don't actually know why I'm calling it a podcast, but this thing seems to be called a podcast. If you have any <laughs> other topics you would like us to tackle can't guarantee you that we'll tackle it seriously but we will tackle it um or if you have any ideas for people that you would like to see guest um be our guest be our guest put put us over thank you i forgot the rest of the lyrics (laughs) we are trying to keep this 20 percent serious and 80 percent chantel's about to cough up another lung and then apologize by saying oh i'm so sorry I'm holding back. We need to end quickly. Okay. Okay. I'm going to end the stream there. Obviously, I'm going to thank Rach, Ruby, and Chantel for their time. And um, if you let us know whether you want us to call ourselves the Ra podcast or the R podcast, (laughs) that'd be great. Okay, everyone. Let us know. A logo needs to be made, and I'm ready to do it. Everyone (laughs) wave goodbye. Sink it, sink it. Everyone synchronize your waves. There you go. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's Adrian. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get details of our new episodes as they drop and connect with us on social at The Pageant Project. Speak to you next.